So at this point, I'm going to introduce myself. Good morning, I'm Kelly Phillips. For those of you that do not know me, I am the Membership Development Manager here at TechNex. And TechNex is an association that's really about uh, supporting businesses within the tech community or businesses in general. And what we typically do is run face-to-face -face meetings. So our online is our, our new face-to-face, -face, but it's a great opportunity. It's nice that we get to see each other. And the, the idea behind the peer-to-peer -peer sessions is that we have the opportunity to learn and share from each other. And it's what helps you grow both your businesses and, and you as well gives you an opportunity to network. I know the networking opportunity is a little bit more difficult here online, but what I will do is why don't we go around the room, we'll introduce ourselves and then I'll come back and uh, introduce Agnes as well, who's going to speak. So I'll just call your names because I, as I see on the screen. So Sunita. Hi, my name is um, Sunita Rao and uh, I'm an occupational therapist by background, but uh, I'm in the health and wellness technology space currently finding myself uh, looking for new opportunities so I'm, I'm a part of tech connects in the women in tech group and i've really enjoyed being a part of this group excellent um cindy oh. <laughs> that's real life in the background my, my five month old puppy has decided that this is the time to come and bug me so sorry oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to meet your five month old puppy yeah yeah i know she's uh She's got a, her outside voice for inside and outside she doesn't make any noise, go figure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm Cindy McIntyre and I am currently um, a project manager. I do contract work, but I am currently a project manager uh, delivering a, a software, trying to deliver a software uh, project. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Excellent, um, I'll go to Jane. Good morning. I'm Jane Hutanen, Focal Point Coaching and Training. I uh, help owners of small to medium-sized businesses and their teams to uh, survive and thrive, especially in times like these, through coaching and uh, corporate training. Excellent. And I hope, um, is it Finn? I want to make sure our Fion, Finn. Yes, Fion. You got Fion. it. Fion, perfect. Um, I'm Fion Madan. I recently co-founded a company called Fairly AI. We do uh, quality assurance and optimization for AI systems with a focus on fairness. And we're in the Founder Institute Precede Accelerator Program. And this is my first Tech Connects. So Excellent. Well, welcome. Nice to meet you all. Um, and Maureen, Maureen Ford. Hi, uh, my name is Maureen Ford and I'm with ICTC the Information and Communications Technology Council. Um, and I'm a senior program manager there. And I am right now leading their national uh, initiatives on women in technology. And uh, I've been around TechConnects for quite a while. So uh, I love the organization. I've watched it grow and um, these workshops and when they're face-to-face -face are just as exciting. So. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I look, I, I, I'm not feeling well today, so I'm not looking my best, but um, I thought it would be best <laughs> to get on the call anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you look fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Janet. Hi, I'm Janet. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm a founder manager managing my own company called Gold Mountain Limited. Uh, partnership and uh, we're specialized in investment, especially something like uh, venture capital investments. And I worked in the telecommunication industry um, uh, a long time ago. So I'm so interested in the technology and the technology community, especially it's a winning technology community. And I've got a big information this morning about what is a good time to do shopping in Costco. That's what I'm going to do today. <laughs> so great to meet everybody here. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, you always learn something different, don't you? Um, okay, Win. Hi, good morning. Um, here, I'll put my face to this. Um, thank you very much. 
and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to participating in this session. I'm a senior business development officer with the city of Markham. I'm part of the economic development team at the city. And um, I wanted to say that we, we are in a very um, challenging, difficult time and we feel for our businesses. So our team has been, uh, we're a small lean team, but um, at the city, we've been uh, very focused on being on the ground, um, supporting our businesses of different sizes. So we try to facilitate information regarding, um, you know, business support uh, from different levels of government. So that's on our website as well as the city has been um, very um, proactive with, you know, providing, um, uh, you know, municipal measures where it's within our jurisdiction to do so. So that's, uh, you know, to do with deferral um, of uh, providing um, deferral of, of, of property taxes and, um, you know, not increasing stormwater and water fees for residents and businesses. So every little bit helps um, in this, you know, challenging time and our team continues to be on the ground to facilitate uh, business inquiries, connecting businesses to potential opportunities and, you know, looking at opportunities where our local uh, businesses are um, involved in, uh, you know, uh, retooling and developing um, personal protective equipment where we try to connect that opportunity. So uh, it's, it's a really, really difficult time and everybody's trying to mm -hmm. pivot and everybody has been uh, doing their best. So um, we feel for you and, um, you know, we're here. Um, but um, this is a very important sort of venue and we've been a, a, a long time supporter of TechConnects and uh, we, we've seen TechConnects evolved and grow and expanded into sort of a, a GDA wide um, initiative. So um, we're here as, as one of the supporters and um, I may not be able to pop in all the times, but I thought, you know, today I have the ability to do so. So here I am. So sorry for the long intro, but I just want to give some background. Thank you. Uh, Annabelle. Hello, good morning. So I'm Annabelle. I am an IT specialist with IBM. Uh, I work specifically with school boards across Canada, uh, helping them with their IT infrastructure. Right now it's interesting for them because schools are out, but in terms of work, uh, it's actually higher volume because a lot of school districts don't know what to do now. Often it's like, oh my gosh, the kids are learning from home. How do we support them? So definitely interesting times right now. Excellent. Um, Parneet? Um, good morning, everyone. I'm Parneet Dale. Um, I'm with RBC Commercial Banking. I'm part of the Tech and Life Sciences team. We support um, startups and scale-ups in the Tech and Life Sciences space, and I'm looking forward to getting to know more about everyone today. Thank you. Excellent. And Susan. Good morning, everybody. My name is Susan Brush, and I'm a proposal manager working um, on outsourcing accounts within IBM. Excellent. Okay, and at this time, what I'm going to do is I'll introduce, I'll do a little introduction about Agnes, and then I will turn it over to her as well. This is a, a very casual conversation, but um, I had the opportunity to hear Agnes when I went to the Markham Board of Trade lunch, and they do a, a women's luncheon, and it was actually the week before, I think everything shut down, so it was maybe the Tuesday or, or Wednesday, I think it was a Tuesday, prior to everything just kind of closing up shop. So it was a, a great opportunity to hear her speak. Uh, Agnes is the director of Connect Change, or she's the director of business development at Change Connect. I got those reversed there. And then she's also um, got her other business going on right now, and it's kind of in the, in the early works. She's the CEO of Kinderdrop, so I will let her explain that. Um, Agnes herself is described as influential and inspirational by her clients and her peers. And she also helps um, organizations grow through change. She has that opportunity. And the knack for breaking down complex strategies into tangible business tactics and leading the way in sales transformation for um, SMBs and enterprises alike. So at this point, we're going to be able to have an opportunity to hear Agnes talk about kind of her successes and failures along 
her way and what has helped shape her. She's a, she had a very interesting story when I got to hear her at the Market Board of Trade. So Agnes, I will turn it over to you. Thanks, Kelly. Everyone hear me okay? Perfect. So um, I was told to keep it casual, so I didn't do a deck or anything. So I'll leave plenty of time for you guys to ask any questions. But I do want to share maybe some of my startup stories. Um, not all of them glorious. So maybe we can um, maybe learn from that, I think. Um, it's our, our um, I guess, our objective today. So um, my entrepreneurship journey actually started pretty young. Um, I was in university and, um, you know, I'll try to get more money to support ourselves through university. So I actually started tutoring kids in university. So that's actually when I started because coming out of university, I'm like, wow, the money is so good. Um, let's keep doing this. Um, so I had a full-time job, but I was still tutoring at night. And the demand got so, got to be too much to handle. So I got my best friend involved. We started creating worksheets for the younger kids. We um, then recruited more tutors. Um, and we just sort of blew it up. Um, so that was my first venture. It was really just from wanting to work alone and feeling in the, in the, in the community. Um, after doing uh, maybe you know, three years of it in university, two years of it post-university, um, then I decided to go back to school. Um, so I went back to school to get my master's, uh, but I wanted to do it abroad. So at that time, I handed everything off to my best friend to manage here. And as a matter of fact, she did well with it. She decided to take that as on as her full-time job. And she took that company nine, like, nine more years after when I left um, for school. So it really became, you know, some of, of her passion um, and she loves kids. So it really worked out for her in terms of that little business. So when I came back, um, you know, as with all B school students, everyone wants to be either an investment banker or a, a management consultant. Um, so that's no difference for me as well. Uh, I want to be in management consulting. I actually, I have an engineering undergrad. I should say that too. So uh, when I decided I want to go to, well, actually, I've always wanted to go to B-School. I shouldn't say that. But in one of my performance review, um, my VP is like, Agnes, um, did you know that you get stuff back from the city and the government, the quickest of my, all my engineers, even my senior ones? It takes weeks to get something back from the government um, normally, but somehow, for whatever reason, you pick up the phone and you get information back from the government in days. And I'm like, I don't know, you just call and talk to people and be nice and you ask and people just do it. And we're, we're talking and yapping about that. And she's like, well, you know, you really got away with people and you're honest, you're genuine. Um, have you thought about B-School? And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I have, but no, my time is not, the, I know it's not my time yet. Um, must, you know, I, I'm, I must do five more years, you know, cause that's the entrance age. And um, she's no, just do it. Like, what have you got to lose, right? If they say no, you're no, no further ahead anyways, or no further behind anyway. So I, I did that um, and got accepted into the schools that I want and I ultimately uh, when end up going abroad because I figure if I don't uh, I'll be here and I, I have my undergrad in UT so if I don't leave then um, I'll be here forever and I'm not saying I don't like it here all I'm saying is you know let's take a time to just really do something for myself that you know two years I am going abroad um, loved it actually I loved every moment of it um, and came home, uh, did the management consulting thing. And then by chance, really, it was really by chance. Um, I got a phone call from an old colleague when I was pregnant. And uh, not sure, no, I wasn't pregnant, I was on mat leave. Um, and she says, you know, I have a multi-million project here for you to take. 
if you want, just put a team together. I work together with you. I trust you. This is yours if you want. It's a multi-year ERP implementation project. So I'm like, oh, I've always wanted my own business. You know, take the risk, do it. It's now better, better now than ever. So um, decided to, you know, put Change Connect together. So that's when Change Connect really started. So a lot of times when people talk about, oh my God, what's the risk of, you know, moving to uh, uh, entrepreneurship life? And is that hard for, for me? It wasn't, um, but it's, it's a risk. So then um, we have some enterprise clients. So that was nice. Um, it, you know, keep the boa flow. We don't have to ever biz dev. Then about, you know, five years into that, um, the, the team um, start to complain about things being boring. It's the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, I want new challenges. Um, you know, if there's no new challenges, then I'm gonna get out of here. And I, and I have a fantastic team. Um, so the guy says, you know, I know you guys, you used to for your, for your old company, um, you used to uh, consult small mid-sized businesses. We wanted to get into that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, um, we can, I guess. It's not out of our capability to do so. So we started um, a small mid-sized business branch to do general management consulting stuff for small mid-sized businesses. And not, before long, I was it's just, just pretty much within the, you know, within the two years, we're like, we're like, no, you know what, we want to concentrate on sales strategy within small mid-sized businesses, because we want to fill that gap between where someone want to do it themselves to where Deloitte would charge their pricing. The middle tier where they can't, they can't sort of pay Deloitte in the center prices, but they need help. So we service that particular market in the small mid-sized business, um, I guess, marketplace. And we in particular do sales consulting, um, uh, consulting uh, and any sales transformation. So our tagline is um, making sales scalable. So anything and all things that have to do with sales, we do any, any transformation, whether it's ERP implementation, um, uh, CRM implementation, uh, you know, realigning workforces, training salespeople, um, coming up with strategy, like anything to do with sales, we do. Anything that we don't do with sales, don't bother us. That's not what we want. So we're pretty clear in our definition. Um, so we went to market with that because back in the days when I was a management consultant, um, and it's a personal preference. I mean, I, I had a really great conversation with people that was, um, they were doing cost cutting yesterday too, especially during this time. Um, I just like the conversation to be about expansion and growth um, and getting people excited about that rather than, oh, you know, like for my ERP project, for example, the one that we took on for multi years, the conversation have always been, you know, if you're able to implement this for X dollar amount, I need a saving of X dollar amount. And oh, yes, that means how many head in how many departments again? Because that's how you justified uh, in the ERP implementation. So, um, and I, I just don't like that kind of conversation. So, you know, we're always looking at our ROI, we're looking at you know our costs, and you know how can we cut more heads. So, we decided when when we were doing this moment size business branch of changing that, we decided to concentrate on sales. Um, it's a exciting conversation. It allows you to have a lot of room to talk to your client about different strategy, about investing in people, investing in, in different things, um, and then execute. So, so now ChangeNet has been around for almost 10 years, um, where things are pretty boring for me. Um, I, I'm a full-time sales, salesperson for the most part, um, but it is pretty boring for me. Everyone knows what they're doing. Um, uh, yeah, so about about two a year and a bit ago, I also started a, a little tech company called uh, Kinderdrop. So Kinderdrop hasn't been as smooth. I can tell you that. Um, 
Pinterest is a tech company, so we link. Um, uh, how do I say this? So we're a tech company that think of us as a marketplace. So traditionally in daycare, um, daycare services, kids between I think one to about six, uh, depending on which kindergarten they go to, our day school they go to. So um, traditional daycare inventory is broken down by month. So we found a way in our platform for them to break it break down the inventory by day. So when you can break down the inventory by day, because um, we did some research, any given day, there is between 10 to 15% absenteeism in any daycare. So we're allowing them to resell that inventory on our platform. Because on the other hand, we talk to parents of kids between the age of one to, one to six. And uh, the one that stays at home is about 40% of the GTA population, um, kids population, they either taken care of by a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home grandparents, uh, nanny, some neighbor, some sort of arrangement. So we surveyed those 40% of the parents and they said that they would like to use, if there is an, a safe um, emergency daycare type of arrangement, then they would like, they would want to take advantage of something like that about once a month per kid. So we created a marketplace that allows the sort of Airbnb, my lawyer won't like it when, I, when they hear this in the recording, so we're going to cut that out. So sort of like Airbnb for, um, for daycare um, availabilities. Um, and I think that's what I want to chat a little bit about today is that, um, because that, uh, unlike the Change Connect side, uh, hasn't been as smooth. For sure. Um, so we started about, I would say, the, the concept came to me about two years ago. Um, I didn't really act on it. I'm not very technical, although I have an engineering degree. Um, I'm not very technical. So I'm like, oh, what can I do to, to take this to market? And don't forget, like I, I, I help people with sales plans for a living. So I know how to write my business plans. I know how to do you know, all that startup stuff. And it's definitely not my first venture. But I still am at a loss at, well, how can I um, get this tech piece going? So first things first, because I don't know the tech side, and I obviously don't want to lead the tech side, I've, I, found, I found a couple of partners. They came together as a pair. Um, so one of them was claim, claim that he's well-versed in tech. Um, and the other partner um, is, uh, you know, a guru in, in online marketing. So um, it's okay. That sounds good. So let's start developing. So they have their own team as well. So they have, so I, I didn't, you know, I have my requirements. I've got all that down. I, I'm, I'm in charge of the business side and how to go to business. So you guys take care of developing the, the app and dealing with marketing. So, um, you know, whenever I check in, we're like, how is that going? How is it going? Can, when can I see that? When can I see that? Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Eight months have passed, okay? Eight months, eight months. Um, they're like, oh, you know, our team couldn't develop this or can't develop this. Um, it, it doesn't look good. Um, the functionality is not working, nothing is working. I think we need to outsource this. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Um, it's been eight months, so wouldn't you know if it doesn't work like way before eight months? But okay, so then they outsourced it to someone else. Okay, um, so they, they start doing that, um, and then maybe another four months or so. Um, their company, because they have one, their company that have an IT branch and then uh, a marketing branch. So their company was getting acquired. And because originally this was supposed to be a project that sort of is a project within the organization because they own the business. Um, there's no billable number, there's no nothing, okay, in there. So it's sort of just, they're like, oh, you know, we're selling our business. Um, I wouldn't have the, the infrastructure to support this after. Um, I just want to get bought out. 
And you didn't realize that at that time, there was really nothing to buy out. There was no code. There was like marketing hasn't started. Like, they're like, I just want to get bought up. So I'm like, in my mind, I want, and I want to be fair, right? So um, at that time, I don't think Kelly heard this story because I didn't share it, then mark them, yeah. So at that time, I was like, um, okay, how much do you want to, how much do you guys want? You guys spend some time on this, right? I, I should pay you for your time, even if I have no product. I just didn't want to get into anything you know, I don't, I don't want to get into a catfight over a few bucks, if it's a few bucks. Um, so they, it, it was, it was the, the, the buyout amount wasn't unaffordable. Like it was okay. It was in the, maybe like few, like maybe 10,000 bucks per person. I could have bought an app for that in the marketplace. But anyways, um, that's the cause, that's the problem with bad partners. So we end up spending that money. I just wrote them off, um, wrote them a check, get out of my life. So my lesson number one is find good partners. Find really good partners. Agnes, I wanna jump in there on the, the whole partner situation because is this, that how were you connected with them? Is this somebody that you had known? Is this somebody yes. that you had kind of come across? Yes, so they were a Change Connect uh, client. Okay. So I actually know them very well. Um, I know their books, they're healthy, their organization runs smoothly. So there was not, no, in, like there's, there wouldn't have been any, any indication that they would have been, and, and I truly, to this day, don't think they were there to screw me over. Right? I just don't think they have the technical capability to complete the work that I was expected, if it makes any sense. So, um, Agnes, Agnes, one quick question. Yeah, so in Maureen? the part, this is Maureen in the partnership, yeah. had you signed paperwork or was this just a verbal agreement? It's a verbal agreement. You good catch. Um, so yes, there are m many ways for me to get out of it. Um, I just decided not to. Okay. The reason I ask is because I was in business with a good friend of mine who I'd known for many years and we started a coaching magazine that still exists today, but I got, I was the one that got screwed over. But what happened was when we went to do the, the paperwork for incorporation, we had always had a, a, a verbal agreement of 50-50. And when we went to do the paperwork, he wanted 70-30 and I did all the work. So that's why I was asking, how did you start the business? Cause my lesson was know your partners and do all the paperwork before you start so that you know if you have to get a divorce, what it will look like. Yes. yes. Thank you. That, that's the, I like the divorce analogy. Maureen, I've, as a business coach, I've worked with a lot of people who are in partnerships, are considering partnerships, have been in partnerships. And Agnes, I've heard your story so many times, it breaks my heart every single time where it's, it's, you, you need the prenup right yeah. before you, you need and even if it's someone who is a really good friend when it comes down to money and ip and things like that you see sides of people you never thought you would have seen and it's it just i said it breaks my heart when i hear people getting you know so it's it's a good lesson learned um but the thing is with me, in this, in this particular deal, um, we never really, we didn't sign paperwork yet. Actually, the good thing about this part of it, though, I have to admit, is that when I did the article in the incorporation um, with the lawyers, I did it when I was by myself. Like, they, they were an add-on, right? So we never really changed article. We just really had to do the shareholder agreement, and we never really, we weren't even, we, we didn't get the chance to do that yet. So... I could have totally got out of paying them, even if it's a verbal, who can prove it? Um, but I, that's not, I, I don't want to do that. Um, so we didn't end up doing it. I figure it's just easy. If, it, if they weren't asking for millions, right? If it, it's a reasonable amount of the time that they have spent, I think it's fair. Like I could have hired any consultant to help vendor select and, and you know, start requirement gathering and, and that there would be time there anyways. So as long as they were being fair with me, then I want to be fair with them. So 
Um, so that was that. And then um, after, uh, I, we were on pause for about four months because I was then very careful to find another partner because I know I cannot do it alone because I'm not technical enough. Um, you know, I, I can even if I can understand the code, because I can if I really tried, I won't be able to understand the security and infrastructure parts of it. So, and and uh, I'm, maybe I should. That's when I should call Fion. But I I won't understand the, that part of it. Um, so I know I knew I have to find a partner. Like there's no way can the job would launch without someone very technical on our team. And I could either hire for one or I could have it. As a, share, uh, as a partner, but I decided to have a partner because um, I need someone that, like what I, I value and one of the things I, I learned from, um, from school is I want people to be able to tell me I'm wrong. I want someone to be able to tell me I'm wrong all the time. Um, and I find with employees a little harder. Um, so, you know, I, you know, strategically, really, just I really wanted a partner, um, uh, not an equal partner, because uh, I have learned in the past not to have an equal partner. But um, I want a partner that you know can teach me a thing or two, um, and can, um, yeah, to talk things out and whatnot. So I went on my journey to find a new set of partner or new partner. Um, and I, there's one right underneath my nose that I have known forever. Um, so we have done business with them on the Change Connect side, but I've also known this one particular person for probably like 14, 15 years because I'm friends with his mom. Um, and his mom is a no client um, and we turn to be really good friends and his, you know, moms always brag about their sons. So I've happened to know, you know, Eric for quite a, quite some time. Uh, and then obviously we didn't film this and on the change connect side with them as well. You know, swell guy, um, you know, run his company very well. Um, someone that I, I truly look, look up to um, as a business leader and um, someone that is, genuine like we have similar values and whatnot i've always thought though that they wouldn't be interested in a small project like this so i never asked um so and you know i was getting desperate because i couldn't find any tech a uh, good tech partner because i was being so careful um then I, I was at the office doing change connect stuff one day and i said doesn't hurt to ask right so i just asked they're like, yeah, we'll be it will be interested. So that package also comes with two guys um, because that particular, they also own a company and their company is a, a partnership as well. So um, uh, they were interested. So I now have these new tech partners um, and that they have been awesome. Because um, now I found from that other experience, although it's, I, I think I've heard a lot of, bad partnership, and I've seen some myself, um, fallouts. Um, I think I skated that one. Um, as much as it didn't work out, I think it was okay. I still talk to one of them quite regularly, actually, from the other partnership. So, um, but the new partners are awesome. Um, the new partners are very technical. The new partner knows what they're talking about. The new partners are have been in business for, a lot like their own they've been you know running their own business for a long time um you know uh, a, a microsoft platinum partner so they they sort of um they're very professional um but i always i always say when you know someone's grandparents you know someone's parents you know someone's uncle's family it's sort of much easier to trust where they come from. I, I know they're not like, no, it's hard because not everyone behaves the same, but you just kind of sort of understand how they were brought up um, and, you know, what kind of person they are. So that was um, reassuring when, we, when they said that they like, they want a partner. Um, and so at least that part's over. Change connected, well, I mean, 
Kinder Joy has a lot, lot, lot of problems. So it has a problem for both companies. So then uh, fast forward that, you know, we're in development. So the, the funny part is we end up inheriting um, the, the tech firm that we, the other partner outsourced to. So we inherit them, um, we are working with them. We're just, it's a tighter leash. Um, we, I think if I, we, were, we were to go out and find vendor, we wouldn't have used them, but they were already, you know, 50% of the way done. It, it's one of those situations where you're like, should we start new or should we just inherit? Uh, so we decided to inherit. Um, on hindsight, I think I should have started new, just so you guys know. Uh, but we inherited. Uh, we work with the, they're a great team. Um, they're a great team from um, India. Um, so there's a little bit of you know as with all outsourcing team. Um, you know some, sometimes you can have to deal with time zones. Sometimes you have to deal with communication issues. You have to be a bit more um, on point with your documentation and your processes um, to have the control to keep the control. So that's going. So we're about, we're ready to launch as of about last October, um, closing up. So the other lesson, the, the new lessons learned is, um, you know, internally, we always talk about this whole idea of MVP. Um, but because I am the founder, I have certain expectations of my app. And I, I realized that some of it isn't quite MVP related uh, ish, but I want it. You know, I want it. Damn it, if, I, if I'm paying for this, I want certain things. Um, and that have delay launch for sure. Um, so, if I were to do that again, I wouldn't be so insistent on some of those functionalities either. Um, the thing is, it's so odd because on the change to the next side, I can totally give advice that is on point. But when it comes to you doing your own thing, when you're so emotionally invested, um, it's so different. Like, I, I, you know, we would be in a shareholder meeting and, and that's why I love the fact that, you know, I'm working with people that I really respect and know what they're talking about because they would just call me out. They'll be like, that's not an MVP. In two weeks, if you don't get these functionality, we're going with or without it. Okay. <laughs> so um it's it's good so in october we have um we we pulled some functionality and we were going to launch um push come to shop we couldn't launch in october though we wanted to launch in october 8th we couldn't um and then the developer needed a little bit more time and then it was already it was first week of november and we're like if you launch in november with christmas it's not going to be a good launch so we decided to wait until um end of January to try again. Um, so end of January come about, for whatever reason, we had to delay a little bit more. And then I was on the developers back every day, because if you remember, although it seems like a long time ago, that's when we had the school strikes for the kids. So I was on the developers back every day. I'm like, guys, every day we're not launched. I'm losing so much money that we could have been, we have been processing through the platform. We have to launch, we have to launch. Um, so they, they were working their products. It, it's, it's good. It's a good relationship with the, with the coders and the developers as well. Um, but anyways, we did, I, during the time, because we were going to delay launch, I end up like pushing for the functionality that I want. Right. So now comes January time, certain function I so close, they're like, we shouldn't give those up. We should really we should launch, we should launch, we should launch. And I can get quite annoying sometimes. So and every day I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding some more money. Oh, I'm bleeding some more money. Like every day there's just strike day. And I'm like, oh. So and it's a perfect time for doing market validation too, right? And and the uptick of of this as well because then there's no like, external press that is beneficial for our app is something that i would never can self-generate through marketing in terms of interest so we would have had so much more parents sign up during that time if we were live at that time but we weren't 
Um, and then COVID came very shortly after. So, and you know, my very, one of my partner, the other partner, one of my partner, he's very conservative. He came to me, he's like, you know, I'm kind of glad we didn't launch in February because dealing with COVID right now is worse if we have already launched. And I'm like, I guess, but who would have guessed, right? So, um, so right now, it's probably give us some more time to finish the functionality that I really want, so it's meant to be. Um, we're ready to go. We have like five daycare signed up with us already because, so we sort of know what, on a sales side, we sort of know what we're doing. So, um, you know, we do have daycare interests. Um, we've actually been holding back demos with about 11 daycares that is interested, but we're like, oh, we don't want to show you a demo yet. We don't know when we're launched because the people that we sign, the one thing is it is once you sign, you have an obligation to nurture them in your, in your pipeline. So, um, you know, there's extra work there if they signed. So strategically, we decided not to sign anyone up anymore because we didn't know when the launch date would be. Um, so we are, I think we're ready to, to demo again. I'm going to make a round of calls for, with some daycare. Uh, we're doing a pilot. So you guys know, uh, we're doing a pilot uh, in the York region. So we start with the York region. We'll start off with the York region. We'll do our proof of concept to make sure that, you know, it is, a, it is something that the marketplace needs. Um, funny enough, there's nothing like this in the marketplace at the moment. Um, I, uh, we've done a lot of, so there are others in the marketplace that wanted to start something like this and we went, we all went about different ways of doing it. Um, the other three in Toronto that wanted to start it, they all ran out of money before they can take something live. So we're hoping that we'll be an exception because um, we already have a product. We sort of have a marketplace. We, we are ongoing burn rate isn't that high uh, or I shouldn't say that. Our ongoing burn rate is affordable enough for us to keep this going for a while. Um, so it's um, so we, we we will hopefully get started on on this um, post COVID nineteen because I think daycare daycare is struggling right now. So originally traditionally we would never have to worry about parents. We got a thousand survey back within twenty four hours of sending out our survey to the parents to see what are their needs, what does the marketplace look like on the other end. So interest is on there on the parent side. Um, we've always worried about the interest on the daycare side to partner with us. And with COVID, we actually had a business validation meeting. And we were talking about, we actually, because originally we were a little concerned that certain daycares wouldn't make it. Um, and hence our inventory count will come down. And our um the, the the partners were quick to point out to me but for those who make it though they're going to want that secondary income source that they should you know what we originally when we gone to that to do our demo half of the people loved it because they love technology they want a new revenue stream how about the people is like i don't want to deal with parents that don't ask me why you're taking in you know day kids day kids and i don't want to deal with that so i don't want to so you really have two camps but now, I think because of COVID, everyone's trying to find new revenue source after this. We actually think that it's actually easier to convince the daycare to um, look at something like Kinder Drop to find a secondary uh, revenue source to keep the boat afloat. So um, we're trying to be positive, uh, but we will launch in the York region to do our proof of concept as soon as we, I can um, with the post-COVID. So that's my story, guys. Excellent. Well, thank you, Agnes. So a couple of the things that I, I kind of took away from it is, um, and, and this applies, I think, for everybody here, is if you're going into business, it's always best to find a partner that you can kind of trust that's going to be someone at the same time will challenge you and um, offer their opinion. So they're not afraid to kind of, as you said, um, to tell you no and to to go through um through different things different scenarios there uh it's also as you realize it never hurts to ask my feeling is somebody the worst thing somebody can say to you is no and then you you move on from there because sometimes you're going to learn some new things uh, i think you also have indicated you kind of need to step back 
from things and you know what you you're balancing two things you have one business in which you're coaching people and telling them to do things and you realize you're not even following your own advice because when you get personally invested things change a little bit so it's having that ability to step back and and look at things differently and you know we we've talked about it several times and i know as a, a female per perspective a lot of us are always trying to be perfect with everything that we do so for yourself it's kind of being able to let go of a few things and go go on with it and then just even your values because when you you talked about the fact that you know families and how those families react that that gave you an opportunity to meet some different different people through in there um, throughout your journey uh, I, I think I know a lot of us here have older children, so uh, if dropping them off at kindergarten or dropping them off at daycare, but this is obviously out of a necessity for yourself, right, yeah. is, is how you come up. And I, I think that's how a lot of us come up with our, our ideas, how we change business uh, focuses, et cetera, and so forth. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that, hopefully over the next little while, and you know, you, you have to make the best of your situation here. And you're correct. I think sometimes the businesses to try to survive over this next hump, you need to look at some different ways of doing things. Um, are there any, any questions that anybody had along the way? I, I just, Agnes, I wish you had existed when my kids were young. They're 20 and 23 now, but the, there were times when really use the emergency daycare for whatever reason. Um, so I, I, I think once the technology is working and once you have, you know, you're a working MVP that you're comfortable with, um, I mean, I, I think that there's, you know, huge potential for your idea. Have, mm -hmm. have you considered in your marketing strategy um, partnering with corporations or employee assistance programs to... Yeah. To, yeah, I, I yeah. figured you, you would have thought of that, but it was just, it was one of the obvious things. It's like, gee, when I was at Procter & Gamble, they would have likely have said, you know, it would have been a good thing mm -hmm. um, that they would have helped, you know, make, uh, make their employees aware of the, the, the service um, that you have. And yeah, the, the partnership thing, you know, that's, uh, that's always a tough one, but uh, it's, you know, get the paperwork and, and, and then do the right thing. So, you know, like you, you did the right thing. It's like, yes, I'll pay you now go away. But, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 thank you for sharing your story because it's, uh, lots of, lots of good hard lessons I can tell you've had, but by sharing them, it helps other people. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Anyone else? Any other questions? Yeah. I also want to say like, thank you for sharing your story. I definitely see a passion in your business idea, which I think is very important. Um, and I, I personally, because I just like co-founded the company with another founder and I totally agree, like having a co-founder makes things like a co-founder that you actually can work well with makes things so much easier because sometimes like starting a business is a very lonely journey. I feel like, yeah. and you need to have that partner to bounce ideas off and things like that. So I think it's smart for you to keep looking and finally find the right one for you. So congrats. Thank you. Excellent. Anything else? Okay, well, on that note, um, June 4th is going to be our next Women in Tech session. It is not on the calendar as of yet. I'm working with uh, the lady who's going to be speaking. Her name is uh, Wendy Woods from Waters Watershed Training. And the reason it's not up is she's kind of shifted. She was going to be speaking of overwhelm and she may actually be speaking of resilience right now because she's talking about some different things that, uh, that she's coming across here and so she's just kind of refining exactly what she's going to be doing so in the next few weeks i will be having that up uh, we do have a lot of different things on the topic or on the calendar going forward so everything is obviously through may and we are assuming through june we'll be online next week is um, our people strategies where you're continuing we talked a little bit about driving culture and engagement virtually 
And we're going to still continue to talk about that. And what is it going to be looking like as people are going to start to transition back into work? We have our sales peer group next Wednesday. And then uh, I have a lady on the 20th talking about cost reduction strategies and it's business survival versus status quo. So what are some of the things that you can be looking at? I know these are some of the areas in which most of us are having to um, having to make some adjustments. On the 21st, it's our CIO peer group, but you do not, especially for this one, have to be a CIO to attend. Um, Oh, actually, I'm mixing dates up. That's the next week. That, that's on the 28th. The fellow was talking about um, a book that he's written. It's the Non-Tech Imperatives of Technology Success. So it's really, if you're not technology savvy, kind of what are the things that you should actually be looking at when you're within a technology area? On the 21st is our product management. And then we have two sessions on the 26th, which is Resilient Wellbeing, Living with Uncertainty. And we have a couple who's going to be coming in just talking about some tips. And then on the 27th, everybody that we've been talking to is realizing that they're not taking time just to take a break during the day. You kind of sit down at whatever, eight o'clock in the morning and you go straight through. Some people are going through till 10 o'clock at night. So we are just doing a, a trivia challenge. So get on and it's talk about non-COVID things, just kind of have a couple of laughs, but it's a movie madness trivia. So we have 40 questions. Jane, uh, Jane won a Tim Hortons gift card at the last one for our European challenge. You don't really need to know. Some of it is, is really good as a guest. So on the 27th, just take a break and uh, June will be coming up on the calendar shortly. So if there are things that you do want to talk about and do address, we think that we may be actually doing some stuff in July. So please, uh, please let me know. I know everybody's calendars are changing. People will not be traveling and doing some things the same way that they were doing before. So you may still be online and working and, but always make sure you take the time to take a break for yourself. I know this weekend is Mother's Day. So for you mothers out there, happy Mother's Day coming up. And, uh, you know, hopefully you have a chance to see, see your mom, whether it's online or, or through the window at her house. So um, everybody have a fantastic day and we will chat with you soon. Thanks, uh, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Quick Sorry, Maureen. Yeah. Yeah, um, all the, the events that you just talked about, are, are they on the calendar on your website that we can just there. go there? Yeah, they're all on the calendar on the website. So the best thing to do is register for them. And then it's the day before I will send the link. And um, if anybody registers last minute, I usually try to send it out again, but everything is on the calendar. And right now, what we're doing is to help businesses throughout um, York region or just throughout, we are allowing them to be complimentary. So um, just to, you know, to get people exposed to our organization as well so please reach out and you can invite different people and um, we would love to see you again okay thank you you're welcome okay everybody have a great day take care thank you take kelly care. thanks Bye -bye. thank you thank you